Hello and welcome to Season 4. It's a podcast that seeks to encourage and inspire you on your journey. Well, we are just about to go into the 100th devotional. And uh, this week's guest, we have Tarn Bright, who is a dear friend of mine and is someone that just shines so bright with life and has seen life in all its multicolors. And what I mean that is that she's seen the depths and the heights and she has learnt and grown just so much. And honestly, the wisdom that she shares, um, oh my word, it is a privilege to call her a friend. And um, let's have a quick listen to um, this quick excerpt and then we'll go straight into the devotion. This, and this, this is that incredible discipline, isn't it, in our lives where we think we need to wait for the big moments, right? Uh-huh. And, then, and then we will develop ourselves at the point where we're offered the opportunity. Yeah. And I just realised so much, Matt, that actually it was the very parenting to young children with the challenges and the multitasking required in that that led me to be able to stretch my temp pegs and to learn what it was to take in bigger opportunity and need and whatever. And then when opportunity came, I just was stretched already in a way that meant I could be active and it not feel as though I had to go into a whole other positional uh, learning place. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and so when you took this gig, it was an easy yeah. Mm. It's like, well, yeah, I've done this before. I can do parenting, and I can do crazy, wonderful, extraordinary things. Well, why not? Yeah, and actually, in one sense, to answer your previous point, or to not to your previous point about how do we, in one sense, equip people to create those good spaces, those spaces, those homes, those. Yeah communities of shalom and that's actually what I most encourage now and individuals couples and families Matt when people go you know how do I know whether I'll be able to manage caring for a child or young person with trauma Mm. how do I know and I say to them just talk me through your life experiences and I can tell within moments whether somebody has had the ability to learn listen and reflect on their own life in order that they would be able to be present to the life of another or whether they are still engaged in their own need for adulation ego stroking uh haven't yet quite done what i've wanted to do in life i can tell within minutes whether or not people are going to be able to create places of shalom by shalom i mean oh i know being peace can I bring peace to the life of a young person because mm. I've worked out my stuff? Can I create a home whereby actually, even with all my own frailty and weakness, I acknowledge that I can create a place whereby there is going to be a better dynamic because me and a child are in it versus just me in it because I if add a child to it, it's just going to go into chaos. <laughs> That's what I now look for and that's how I acknowledge when talking to others about whether or not there's still yet some more work to be done before people could consider taking on the life and the trauma of another into their homes and this comes back to this yes David with his sling with his pebbles I look for people that have known what it is to have the activity of the sling 
in motion in their lives, even if they've missed a hundred bears, have they picked up the sling and do they know what it is to look at adversity, to, to, to see the challenges they've experienced in life, not as victims, but as, do you know what? I never want anyone to go through that, but boy, have I learned through it. Those are what I call the slingshot moments. And it's the people that have at least attempted to kill some bears, right? They make great carers. Because as long as they can acknowledge what they went through and the fear in those moments and what didn't work right and the hundred bears not slain, that makes a great house. Okay, well, let's get into this devotion right now. The Kingdom Revealed, Cultivating Fruit. In Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 to 9, in the Passion Translation, it reads, Later that day, Jesus left the house and sat by the lakeshore to teach the people. Soon, there were so many people surrounding him that he had to teach sitting in a boat while a large crowd stood on the shore. He taught them many things by using stories, parables, to illustrate spiritual truths, saying, Consider this. There was a farmer who went out to sow seeds. As he cast his seeds, some fell among the beaten path, and the birds came and ate them. Others fell onto the gravel that had no topsoil, They quickly shot up, but when the day grew hot, they were scorched and withered because there was not sufficient roots. Others fell among the thorns, so when they sprouted, the thorns choked them. But the other seeds fell on good and rich soil that kept producing a good harvest. Some yielded 30, some 60, and even 100 times as much as was planted. If you're able to understand this, then you need to respond. Now, without adding the explanation to this incredible parable, let's do this in chunks. I always read this as hurdles to gaining fruit, or having a bigger positive impact in the world we live in. If the seed represents the word of God, the first hurdle is the birds. They steal the seeds. A simple remedy for this is straightforward. Take the word of God seriously. Notice I didn't say the Bible. You see, the Bible has the word of God in it and it has characters and it has his character and what he's done, how that impacts our now and how we can use it for the future. It's full of stories of people from the past and in how they acted with God and others. But there is an underlying theme. God is involved intimately in our planet. From between the cells to the universe creation, And that involvement is a love story, a companionship of family. So when we hear the word of God, the birds, a metaphor of the devil, would tempt us to show no care at all. So stop. Listen to the word. See it as the first step up for God talking to us. Now that's pretty incredible. Amen.